Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something tonight. God means business. Amen. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi. And purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Watch what the prophet said. I'm going to clean them up inside and out before they can offer to me what needs to be offered. I'm going to do it with fire. Everybody say fire. fire. Amen. Verse 4. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages the widow, and the fatherless. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I just want to talk to you tonight about fire. Just fire. Put your Bibles down. Use those same hands that you held the word of the Lord with. And give God praise right now. Come on, praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. You may be seated. God bless you tonight. As I was standing here today after Pastor preached such an incredible sermon today, ministered to this body, the Spirit of the Lord struck me as to the vulnerability of His people. In the last day. I watched as there were some that were unresponsive. And unmoved by what God was doing. And I thought to myself. The day is going to come. And it will catch some unaware. The Bible says. The day is going to come. When those that found themselves. Hanging around the edges. Of the church 
are going to miss what God is going to do in this last day. And as I think about the vulnerability of those, I think about husbands and wives and moms and dads with families at stake. And I begin to think about how that, that what would happen if the enemy were to walk in even this place and sit down beside you and your family. How vulnerable would you be? Say, Bishop, that's a really weird start. Well, I'm going to tell you why I'm going there right now. I received a call from a man of God that I trust this week. And the Lord had given him a vision about this church and showed him something about this church that I'm going to share with you. He said, in my dream, the Lord showed me in this middle section, he, to be frank, he's been here at the church before, so he has a little bit of an idea of how it's arranged. And so he said, the Lord showed me in the middle of the church. He said, there was an exceptionally tall individual, probably six, seven, six, eight, six, nine. And he was in the middle of the assembly. And he said, over here in this door, there was a woman that walked in and she had long hanging down earrings. And he said, the Lord told me it represented sorcery and witchcraft. But the Lord also told me that 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 was the man that was in the middle was an angel of the Lord. And I began to think about that just a little bit. And I made to understand that whatever the enemy tries, God has a counter to everything that the enemy tries to do. And I explained to him how we've been battling those spirits for years and years and years But I am convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that in this last day, this church will prevail like never before. And the reason I know that is there is going to be a fire that falls in this last day that will consume our enemies. Come on, somebody. There will be a fire that will consume everything that's not like God. I began to hear the voice of the Lord this afternoon. I, you would have been so very proud of your pastor today. He did the memorial service downtown at the Paramount for all of those that had passed away in such words of wisdom. And, and uh, I, I knew his voice was a little tired and I, I, I realized that maybe he could use a pitch hitter tonight. So I said, you need me tonight? I'll be glad to help. And so God began to deal with me about some things in this church. And I believe we have such spiritual momentum in this church that there's not anything that will stop what God's about to do. But my goal here tonight is to reach for those of you that maybe have been sitting back and wondering, well, is all of that necessary? Is all of that needful? 
I want you to hear me tonight. The Spirit of the Lord would speak to you that you must not be disassociated and disconnected with what I am about to do in this place. Uh, I need you to plug in to the voice of the Spirit and the momentum of my kingdom because I need everyone on board. Malachi is speaking to a people who had become disassociated and disconnected. And those verses that I read to you are God's thunderous response. And in essence, He is saying, get ready. Get ready. It's a message of preparation. If I could get you to get one thing in your spirit tonight, it is, it's time to get ready. Oh, hear me right now. We're living in the end time. I said we're living in the time where the coming of the Lord is evident. It could happen before we wake up in the morning. But somebody here tonight, I feel this in my spirit You are vulnerable right now because you have disassociated yourself. Say, well, how do I do that, Bishop? It's very simple. You just quit praying. You just quit fasting. You just quit worshiping. Come on, you just quit listening. Oh, help me right here. God is speaking tonight to some folks that not to in any way... um, Uh, scold you but God's reaching for you to tell you I want you to be included in what I'm about to do in this last day but I cannot include you unless you choose to associate yourself with what I'm about to do I want you to notice something the call from from the prophet was coming from the wilderness. God has positioned many of us in the end time to be a prophetic prophetic voice in the wilderness. God is speaking in this last day for a people to rise up and say, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you don't have time to mess around. There is coming on the earth at this time a time of unprecedented glory. Unprecedented power unprecedented revelation and God is inviting this church and this people to participate in what he is about to do in our day I want you to look with me in the word of God the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28 
The scripture makes us to understand that this is not halfway in, halfway out kind of relationship. Amen. Watch what he says. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Listen, folks, I've got good news for you. We're not going to lose. Hear me. I'm telling you that when the Lord comes back, there's going to be a people that have made up their mind. We won't soon be shaken. We won't soon be moved. Come on. We're where we were when this thing started and we're going to be where we were when this thing ends. We believe it from Genesis to Revelation and we won't be moved off of it. He said, which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Wherefore we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And here it is. Verse 29. For our God is a consuming fire. Can I just tell you today... That when God is finished with us, the only thing that will be left in us is God. When the fire falls like it's about to fall in the last day, the only thing that will be evident is not our flesh, not our accomplishments, not our goals, not our dreams, not our desires. The only thing that will be left in us is God. When the world sees you, they won't see you. They'll see the God in you. For our God is a consuming fire. He is not a God that wishes or will share His glory with another. He is not a God that will be outshined. His glory will prevail. He will consume everything about your life. The Spirit of Truth is releasing a challenge in this last day. What is it, Bishop? Raise the standard. Not drop the standard. Not minimize the standard. Raise the standard. This is, this is what's taking place. And this is where the vulnerability that I believe that the Spirit of the Lord was dealing with me about today as I stood here and looked across this congregation. I, I know some of you wonder, uh, why, why is the bishop always looking around and staring and watching It's because I'm trying in some way to find that place in God that God can communicate with my spirit about you and about where you are. You see, any man of God that's worth his salt is not willing 
Or will he stand idly by and let people perish and let people drown in their own mistakes and their own vulnerabilities? But he will stand on the wall and he will sound the alarm to reach for you one more time. Come on, I'm glad every time I come to the house of the Lord, he's reaching for me one more time. He's trying to touch me one more time. He's trying to get a word to me one more time. Come on, somebody. It's not time for us to back down, but it's time for us to rise up and raise the standard and declare... Thus saith the word of the Lord. God is raising up a generation that will go all out for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Brother Tony Gert, for reminding us yesterday in our men's ministry that we've got a city that we need to reach for. Come on. And this church is going to go beyond just walking around and praying for stickers on the wall. Even though that's effective right now, it's going to be some time. We're going to make our way into this city and let this city know our God is a consuming fire. And He will save you from your sin. He will restore your family. He will heal your body. Come on, he will touch your mind. Our God is a consuming fire. He'll change the landscape of your world. Come on, I believe we can reach this city. I don't believe that God's done. I believe that he's reaching, but he's going to do it through a people that will elevate your standard and say, we've got what it takes. It's the fire of God and it will bring a move of God that will change our city. not necessarily an age-based generation, but a heart-based generation. It is absolutely essential for us to embrace God's holiness if we are to encounter His power. Now, you know, we, we use that scripture, follow peace with all men and holiness without such, no man shall see God. Now, we look at that as something eternal, but I believe that holiness brings God right now. I believe that holiness, what is holiness? Holiness is the nature of God, the very nature of God. And holiness in the people of God will cause God to manifest His power in the midst of a perverse generation that will produce the moving of the Spirit of the Lord that will cause men to be drawn into His presence and to be saved before it's too late. 
There's, there, there, we, I know I talk about this almost every time I preach, but there's a movement afoot right now. God is beginning to stir up whole churches and whole congregations and pastors. They're not Pentecostals, but they're going to be Pentecostals. You you think you all got a corner on the kingdom? No, I think God's got a corner on the kingdom. And God is a consuming fire. And He's going to consume all false religion, all false teaching. Come on, somebody help me right here. God is about to move throughout our land. And I feel something, Pastor, stirring in our city. There's going to be a shaking in our city like never before. I had a man call me this week. A man called me this week. Years ago when I was still pastoring the church, I would attend prayer meetings at the city building. And uh, now they've kicked them out of the city building. They won't let them pray there anymore. So they moved somewhere else. And this man called me and he said, he called me Bishop Danny. He said, Bishop Danny, we need you to come. I'm telling you, these people pray. They get a hold of God. And I believe that God is about to move this church into a place where we're going to be strategically positioned to be able To see a spiritual explosion, a Holy Ghost outpouring, not in the church, but out of the church. Come on, somebody. He's going to begin to draw folks that have a sincere hunger for a moving of His Spirit. The fire is going to fall and they're going to be drawn to His truth and to His Word. He's going to begin to burn out old religious spirits and attitudes and He's going to raise up a church in this last day that will turn this world upside down. God has been drawing people to a higher plane of purity. I want to I say this to you and I want you to get it in your spirit. God will pour out His power without measure on a people without mixture. Everybody get that? What do you mean, Bishop? God will pour out His power upon a people without mixture. What's that mean? That means you can't have one foot in the church and one foot out of the church. Come on. That means you can't have a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night experience. But God's going to pour out His power. Come on, I'm talking to some families that are vulnerable. Some husbands and wives that you're vulnerable. What do you, you don't know, Bishop. I do know. I know what the Holy Ghost is speaking to me. And I'm telling you that God is saying to you, it's time for you to get both feet in. 
Come on. It's time for you to get your hands in. It's time for you to get your heart in. It's time for you to get your mind in. Because God's getting ready to do something mighty. And he needs as many as he can to get on board. But he's not going to use you if you're mixing with the world. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the right thing, Bishop. I'm coming to church. I, I understand that. But you also have other interests that are taking away from what God wants to do with you. And God said, I'm going to send the fire. I'm going to send a consuming fire that will take out every bit of human motivation and desire. And the only thing that will drive you as a child of God is being prompted and led by the Holy Ghost. Say, well, that can't be right. You know God wants us to think with our own mind. That's not true. Well, well. I'd use your rat thing, but... He said, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm telling you that God is about to pour out fire on this generation. And listen to me closely. God is not going to pour out His fire for punishment. It's for our purification. When we turn our gaze upon Him, we will behold His fiery presence. When you look at God and you get your eyes on God, there is a transformation that will begin to happen in you and you will conform to His image. What is His image? I read it to you. Our God is a consuming fire. You want to know what God wants you to be? He wants you to be a walking, talking fireball. Come on, somebody. He wants you to be a walking, talking fireball. He wants you everywhere you go. Fire transforms everything that it touches. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I speak to this church to tell you that we must remove any veils 
that cover our faces. God said it's time for you to become transparent. It's time for you to make yourself vulnerable to my spirit. To watch what I do as you pull off the facade. As you take away everything that would keep my glory from manifesting in your life. I'm praying tonight that somehow we could get a hold of this. God is depending and looking upon a people who will allow His glory to shine through you to affect a dark generation. A generation that is without direction. Hey, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to come from outside the church. It's not going to come from outside the people of God. But it will be manifested through those that will say, God, I'm going to take the mask off. I'm going to make myself available to you to use me in any light that you want to use me in. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing held back. I'm going to give you all of me. feel like I'm working awful hard tonight. The book of Job, chapter 42 and verse 5. I have heard of thee by hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. I, I, I've been in this church many years since I was a young teenager and I've seen some tremendous moves of God in this place I've seen people healed crippled healed blinded eyes open deaf ears to hear the dead raised I've seen that in this church but God is saying to this generation. I'm getting ready to show you something like you've never seen. Job said, I've heard all about you, but I'm at the point in my life now that I'm seeing what you are and who you are. God wants this church to understand I am about to reveal myself to you in a measure that you have never experienced before. But I'm looking for somebody that will make yourself available to me. Not just going through the motions. Not just doing what we do. But will allow God's presence to consume everything about you. Until the fire falls in such a way. That Job said, you know what? I've seen so much of God that it doesn't matter what happens to my possessions. It doesn't matter what happens to my things. But he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm telling this generation we're about to enter into a time that the only way you're going to get through it is if you trust God. 
Come on. If you lean to man and if you lean to the flesh, it's going to fail you. But God said, if you'll trust me, I'm going to show you things that you've never seen before. I want you to notice, look at verse 6, that same chapter. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. What's happening? Job's realization of who God really is makes him understand, I've got to get rid of me and I've got to get a hold of him. Please hear me, church. God's heart is to draw His people back and get them reconnected and readied for Him. I heard a prophet say the Lord was dealing with him about speaking to a congregation. And in prayer, God spoke to him point blank and asked him, If he was willing to give a specific declaration to those that were gathered there. And he immediately replied, yes, Lord. The Lord spoke to him and giving him not a word, but the words of a song. Strangers in the night exchanging glances. Now I know that sounds a little odd. But the Lord said, I need you to tell my people, I am tired of this distant and disconnected contact I am having with my people. It's time to behold the Lord in all of his beauty. It's time for my people to recognize it's not just about a religious experience. But I hear the Lord saying, turn your eyes upon Jesus Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forth in His wonderful face. The Lord is saying, I need you to get your eyes off of the surroundings and turn your face toward me. And when you do, the fire will fall. And when the fire is finished, what will come forth is something tried as pure gold that will produce the moving of my spirit that will transform this generation like never before come on somebody help me praise him right now songwriter you can be seated the songwriter went on to say and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace I want everybody to look up right now. I want you to look up right now. Don't look at anything else but up right now. It's time to behold the Lord in all of His beauty. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Don't allow life to divert your gaze from the Lord. The Lord is calling this church. To run to the fire of God. It's not a time to flee 
the flame, but to embrace the fire of God. I want to, I'm, I'm going to close in, in a moment here, but I, I want to reach for you just a minute. Absolutely nothing can decontaminate a defiled heart but the fire of God. Man-made religious works simply result in more defilement and perpetuate a dead, lifeless existence. The Spirit of the Lord, the fire, will set men free. And not only from the bondage of sin, but the bonds of religion. I tell you what this generation needs is an unadulterated, undefiled, pure move of the Holy Ghost and fire. We need fresh fire to fall on the church like never before. We need the cleansing of the fire of God to bring light in our lives. I want to tell you today And I can't get away from this. There are some vulnerable people under the sound of my voice right now. You've been around the church for some time. And you justify your thinking. that Well, I'm I'm hanging around where the presence of the Lord is. I'll be alright. And the Spirit of the Lord is reaching for you tonight to tell you. That your religious experience is not going to get you through what's about to happen in this world. I told you a while ago how that God has a counter for everything the enemy tries. You need to know that the enemy has a counter for everything that God does. And I'm telling you tonight... That if I were you, I'd wrap my arms around my wife's shoulders and my children's shoulders. And I'd bring them to this altar tonight. And I'd say, God, before we walk out of this place tonight, I need your fire to fall on my family. I need your fire to fall on our relationship. I need your fire, God, to fall upon uh, this church And God, if you will, I will make myself available to you to do what you're calling this church to do in this last day. Put me up Psalms 139 and verse 23. I want you to stand with me right now. I want you to look at these words and I want you to pray this with me right now. I want, you to, I want you to read along with me right now. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know 
my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You see, it's so easy to convince ourselves of our own righteousness. But God said, I need you to step into God's river of fire tonight as soon as the Holy Spirit brings you to the need of that light. And I'm going to pray right now and there's going to be a drawing that happens. And when that happens, I want you to make that step out of your seat and walk down this aisle. And quickly repent and put issues behind you. Forgive yourself and don't allow sins to continue to haunt you. Jesus said, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Tonight in this place, God's going to transform some families. God's going to transform some individuals because the fire is going to fall in this place before we leave. I want you to bow your heads right now and as I pray, I want you to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and when the Spirit begins to draw, I don't want you to hesitate. I don't want you to wait for somebody to make the first move. I want you to make your way to these altars and we're going to pray for the fire to fall upon this church again. Master God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pull down every stronghold and every obstacle that stands in the way tonight. God, I pray that you would pull off every facade, that you would remove every mask, and God, that your fire would fall upon those that will make themselves vulnerable to your presence and your power. Deal and draw right now, God, with the hearts of men. Don't let us miss, God, what you're desiring to do in this last day. Change us, oh God, into what you would have us to be. Don't let us continue, God, to walk, God, as we have walked. But help us to embrace the fire tonight. To embrace the fire tonight, God. Consume my life. Consume my heart. Consume my family. Come on, that's it, church. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Consume us. Consume us, Lord, with your fire. Come on, let him touch you right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, reach for him right now. Embrace it. Embrace the fire. With the fire of